coming into the temple, sitting down, closing our eyes, noticing their change of posture. Times of silence, times of sound, the world of hearing in a state of change. Feelings in the body, comfort, discomfort, neutral feeling. And developing the, the practice, we open the heart to the, the fluid, constantly transforming nature of the field of perceptions, feeling. The world of sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, constantly changing. The development of insight is grounded upon the, the principle, the reality that that which knows the change, the fluid transformation of sight, sound, thought, feeling, is not limited by that, it's not tied to that. This quality of awareness knows the world but it's not limited by the world. It's not defined by the world, by sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. Thinking and feeling, emotions and imagination. As the practice develops, as this retreat time develops, And there's a strengthening, an empowering of that quality of awareness that holds the arising and passing of the world, sense and feeling. It knows that, but is not tied to that. The mind lets go of the content of experience to attend to the process of experiencing. So there's a deliberate letting go of whether we like or dislike, whether it's inside or outside, comfortable or uncomfortable, is it changing? To notice the process of experiencing rather than dwelling upon the content of what we see, hear, smell, taste, touch and think. It's a beautiful thought, is it changing? It's an ugly thought, is it changing? It's a welcome sound, is it changing? It's an unwelcome sound, is it changing? There's a deliberate change of perspective, a shift of perspective. And as the heart opens to a process of experiencing, Noticing that flow, appreciating that flow, the anicchata, the impermanence, the uncertainty, the fluidity of experience, as a peacefulness, a clarity. That which is aware of the changing world 
is ever-present. Here, timeless. Like a mirror reflecting in different patterns of light and form, the mirror is unexcited by something beautiful and unshocked by something ugly. It just reflects. Receives the light. Reflects it, that's all. Very peaceful, spacious, non-judgmental. As we develop this uh, retreat time, the encouragement is to consciously incline towards this open-hearted awareness, receiving the content of each moment, feeling, sight, visual forms, sounds, moods, ideas, tastes and smells, to open-heartedly receive them, take them in, just like our, our lungs breathe in the fresh air, breathe in, and then the oxygen enlivens our body, keeps the body alive. We breathe out the carbon dioxide. The same way we can breathe in the present reality, know it, let it go. And just like the oxygen is the, the element that keeps this body alive, that element of knowing, the vija dhatu, that's the, the life force that genuinely keeps the, the heart alive, attuned. As the Buddha said, Mindfulness is the path to the deathless. Heedlessness is the path to death. The mindful never die. The heedless are as if dead already. So that mindfulness, that heedfulness, is this very quality of awakened awareness. It's what enables this being to be truly alive. Awake, attuned to that deathless, ever-present, timeless reality. The Dhamma of the present moment, the Pachupana Dhamma. Oh, to establish and to sustain this open-hearted receptivity, opening the heart and accepting, apprehending, receiving each moment, knowing it, letting it go. And we use the reflections, firstly on change, uncertainty, anicca. Every experience is in a state of change, inside, outside, coarse, fine, pure or impure, gross or subtle, it's all in a state of change. We use that reflection upon changingness as a way to initially shift the perspective. 
and also to reflect upon dukkha, unsatisfactoriness. When we experience something beautiful, delightful, a sweet memory, a peaceful moment. The dukkha of even the pleasant is, it can't be held. That, that feeling of yes, that gratification, it can't sustain itself. It slips through the fingers. It can't stay glorious and delightful in a permanent way. A beautiful, luminous dawn, the bright colors of the dawn light, it's bright and luminous and inspiring for a moment, for a minute, and then it changes. It loses its power, its sparkle, its glow. When reflecting upon unsatisfactoriness, we're not pretending that the sweet is not sweet, but there's a, a recognition that it can't be sustained, it can't continue to give that thrill, that delight. It's not ownable, can't be kept. Its very changingness is what makes it unsatisfying, incomplete. Reflecting upon dukkha, that feeling of incompleteness, unownability, that leads into the reflections upon anatta, not self. The sounds that we hear, the objects that we see, the thoughts that arise in the mind, they can all seem like very much a, a set of personal experiences. I see, I hear, I feel, I remember, I think. The conditioning is very easily built up around self-view. Seems so ordinary, so natural, so familiar. So to develop the practice, there needs to be a, a going against that current Steadily, patiently, working against that, that current, that pull of habit to challenge the self-creating attitudes. Rather than I think, here is thinking. Rather than I see, there is seeing. I remember, there's a memory arising. It feels like this, looks like this. To use that quality of, of challenging, actively questioning, to go against those assumptions that the mind makes, to question that. Who is it that hears? Who does this feeling belong to? Does this moment have an owner? Who is it that's meditating? Does this belong to anyone? What is there to own and who is there to own it? 
we can question or challenge these assumptions, these habits in many, many ways. And uh, the encouragement is for each of us to find our own way of creating that kind of questioning, challenging, investigating. And the point of these reflections on anicca, dukkha, anatta is not simply just to be repeating the formula, just as a, a an obedient student following the instructions. That's part of it, following the encouragement. But the point is the change of heart that comes about when those reflections, those challenges have their effect. That's the point of it. The development of insight is not just repeating or convincing ourselves, this is anicca, this is unsatisfactory, this is not self. It's not just a matter of reading the words or applying the formula, but looking at the effect, knowing the effect that that has. When there's the hearing of a sound, I hear the sound of somebody moving, the Ajahn talking, somebody coughing. I hear. To catch that, to recognize the assumption that's made there, well, the mind says, I hear, I think. But is that the whole story? Is that the truth? Rather than I hear, in this moment, there's hearing. The experience of sound arises and passes away. Aha. In that moment of clear seeing, it's the aha, that change of heart, that moment of intuition that recognizes, oh, what is there to be owned? And what is there that can own anything? This isn't a person. That which knows the personal, the feelings of this body, the forms that these eyes see, the memories, the ideas that are, take shape in this mind, they seem so personal, but that which knows the person isn't a person. The mind isn't a person. The mind is Dhamma. That which knows the person isn't a person. It's awake, aware, knowing, and even to call it an it that forms that into a, a thing or a, a kind of mysterious substance called mind. But in its essence, that which knows the field of experience isn't really a thing. It's not a thing in the world of other things. This quality of knowing, it's this. Here it is, knowing this moment. It's not a person, it's not a thing. It's not bound in time or space. But here it is, the very means whereby this present reality is experienced.
And the more that that is purified, un, uh, unconfused by habit and attachment, then the greater the quality of freedom, peacefulness, spaciousness. That heart is limitless, non-personal, timeless, ever-present. During these days, then, to use our time to notice those habits of self-creation where the attention latches on to an opinion, a feeling, a perception. I want this. I don't like that. This is worrying. This is exciting. Let me tell you, all those habits of the mind jumping onto conditions, following them, being born into sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, thought, opinion, mood, emotions. The attention born into those forms, getting carried away, flowing out into the habits of approving, disapproving, busyness, anxiety, contention, what we call the outflows, the asava. This is how the mind flows out, gets caught up in the sensory world, the habits of personal thinking, personal attitudes. So the reflections on anicca, dukkha, anatta, they are, their purpose is to help stop the outflows, to plug the leaks, if you like, to help the mind learn how not to flow out, get lost in its moods, but rather to notice those habits, become aware of them, to steadily, patiently work against them, to stop that outflow, and to experience the result of that quality of, of containment, presence, We can't just decide not to get caught up on those outflows, the outflow of sense desire, the outflow of becoming, busyness, activity, engagement, the outflow of opinions, ditasava, or the outflow of speech in particular, where a lot of that energy of, of outflow gets caught. To notice those habits, to be aware of the results of them and to patiently, steadily work against that. Establishing the, the training of noble silence, not speaking unless you really need to. Watching the mind flow out into like and dislike, approval and disapproval. Noticing that, recognizing it. Appreciating that the mind doesn't have to do that doesn't have to follow that feeling of liking or disliking. It can know it just as it is. It's just this. And in that realizing, that noticing, that appreciating, 
to look at the result of that. When the heart does not get lost in its moods, how does it feel? What's the result? Free of that grasping, how does it feel? You don't have to have me spelling it out or explaining it, but we can each know that in this mind, this very heart. When the grasping stops, there's simplicity, spaciousness, peacefulness. A great ease. An inner completeness. That's what's present when the grasping stops. We can each know that in these minds, in these hearts. Know that. Let that have its effect. Let that be the guiding principle of our practice. <laughs>